Greetings to the PATH family. Our slogan at the PATH is meeting you where you are. We invite you to follow, share, and check us out on social media. You may connect with us at any time, anywhere. On Facebook at The PATH Church or Instagram and Twitter at Join the PATH. Without further delay, enjoy this week's sermon. All right. I want to know from you. I want you to rank Christmas movies. I want you to crank your favorite Christmas movies. Now, I left it at five uh, because I know there's a lot more. I could put other up there, but this is a ranking, okay? So it's not just your favorite. You got to give me one through five, your top five from this list, in your opinion, okay? Rank them one through five. All right. Home Alone, a quick lead and a quick lead. The Grinch. A little green man up there, Elf. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. (laughs) Let me just, thank you, Jared. Let me just make make that known today. You don't have to ask anymore. Your preacher told you Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And uh, amen. Come on now, that's how I like it. I should get a big amen from my wife as well, because she loves her action movies. You know, my, 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 uh, my favorite one is, is Elf. That's just a funny guy. Will Ferrell's just a funny dude to me. He got a little grown elf in New York City. I, this is how I rank mine, my favorite, just because I don't watch movies over and over again often. I, I, I don't watch them like that. But Elf, I can see it again. I can see it again, and my, my kids like it. They have a good time. Okay, take a few moments at your table. At your table, take a few moments to go ahead and discuss your favorite Christmas movies. Take a few minutes. Go ahead and discuss. Get to know each other, your name and your favorite Christmas movie. If you hear my voice, clap once. If you hear my voice, clap twice. If you like the movie The Grinch, clap three times. Jim Carrey Grinch? Nah. The cartoon Grinch. The newest one. All right, I got a question for you. You got a question for you. A little trivia. A little trivia. A little trivia for you. All right, we got to go to the question. Question is, do we have the question? All right, here we go. Here we go. No. No. Question one of one. Press enter to start the question. You got to press enter, my brother. Press enter. Let it, let it, give it a second. Give it a second. Who has the longest Christmas celebration in the world? Who has the long, give you 30 seconds. Don't be Googling. I know y'all. Okay. The quicker ones get the, it's going to be a leaderboard up here in a second. Who has the longest Christmas celebration in the world? Everyone, wow, okay. Everyone is voting? Oh, y'all are, y'all are good. See, some of y'all Googled it. Philippines came up, but that's fake news. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. On my island, Christmas lasts around 45 days, starting right after Thanksgiving. Right after Thanksgiving, goes through mid-January. Because we got to celebrate Three Kings Day on January 6th. Y'all know Three Kings Day? 
Yeah, we go out, we have a little shoe box, we go, we put grass for the camels, a little milk for the camels, we put them, and then we get gifts on Three Kings Day, yep. It culminates with the Fiestas de la Calle San Sebastián, also known as La Sanse, La Sanse. We love to party. Puerto Ricans love to party. They can say it's because they're really spiritual and they love baby Jesus. No, they, we love to party. <laughs> and you know, it's not really so much about the gifts for us. It's about enjoying the holidays with friends and family. So we like Christmas caroling. It's not like here. No, it's like. Listen, you getting up. The whole street coming. You getting up. You know, and I was reminded of my culture last year, went to Puerto Rico for my 40th, and I went to the beach by myself. I said, I need, I'm going to spend one day, I'm going to go on an adventure with God, and I get on the beach, and I'm the only one by myself. Everybody else has big groups. I'm talking about friends, family, they're cooking, they're, people weren't on their phones. People weren't reading. I was the only one journaling <laughs> by myself. I looked like a weirdo. People were like, they were looking like, wow. This one guy came up to me, wow, you're writing in your journal. That's, that's really cool. Wow. What are you writing about? I'm like, just about my life. You know, it's my 40th. And, oh, wow, that's deep. <laughs> you come to the beach here. I mean, you see people by themselves all the time. It's like mental health, right? There, it's all about relationships, and it reminded me so much about who I am and the things that are important to me. You know, when you look at the birth of Jesus, it's, it's easy to think that it's just, you know, Joseph, Mary, and then Jesus came along, and they just had, they were traveling, they were escaping from danger, and they, and they were in that manger, and, and, but it wasn't. Um, it, just, it just wasn't that, the case. You know, all throughout the story, God put people in their lives to encourage them, and for them to encourage others. So we're going to look at a number of scriptures, follow along, uh, just to see uh, who was this supporting cast, okay? Who was this supporting cast? And you can look back over these scriptures. If there's anything that sticks out to you, stands out to you, take some time this week. Just study it out and see what the Lord is trying to reveal to you, how the Lord is trying to speak to your heart, okay? Okay. And just, if you need a screenshot them, screenshot them, go back to them later, okay? Luke 126, we'll start there. In the six months of, Lord bless that little baby. <laughs> Give him peace, Lord. The Prince of Peace is here, Lord. We know you are the Prince of Peace. Okay, Luke 126, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. All right, so first one on the scene is this angel Gabriel that encourages Mary, who's said to be a, a teenager at this time. The Lord is with you. You are, you are blessed. You are highly favored, Mary. Okay, uh, let's go to the next one, Luke 139. 
A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed, Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. You know, who you end up going to tell when you're pregnant, who, it says a few days later, this was her first stop. I got to go tell my, my cousin Elizabeth. I got to let her know. The Lord led her there. And then Elizabeth confirmed what the angel had said through the Holy Spirit. And the, the baby in, 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 in her womb, now she was, in, she was older in age. She was bare. She couldn't have children. But an angel had already visited them and said, hey, you're going you're gonna to be pregnant as well. And so they gave birth, she gave birth to John, the, who would be known as John the Baptist, right? So John, little Johnny, was jumping for joy in the womb because of the baby that was in Mary's womb, Jesus. You know, does, does, does Jesus make us jump for joy? Does Jesus make us jump for joy? All right, next scripture, Luke 2, 16. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. This is talking about the shepherds. So the shepherds were out in the field, and the angels came down in the middle of the field and let them know the Messiah was here. And so they, they said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see for ourselves. They found Mary and Joseph. There was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all. It was just as the angel had told them. So here the, sh the shepherds are encouraged. They, shepherds aren't supposed to be one of the first to visit the, the king of this world. Unclean, they would be regarded as unclean, unclean Jews. They're out with the sheep, and they're, they're going to see the Messiah? Amazing. Next scripture, we're going to jump over to Matthew chapter 2, verse 10, when this is talking about three kings, or the, the Magi. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They came from the east, right? They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought a treasure chest. These, these Gentile kings, astrologers, looking at the stars. Okay, this is where the Messiah is. We're coming to honor the Messiah. And I thought about it. I'm like, how did this young couple have the resources to escape to Egypt after this? God provided for them. Luke 2.25, going back to Luke. So they have baby Jesus, and then at that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon because they had to go in every, at, on the eighth day, you had to go and circumcise your, your baby boy and, um, and dedicate him, if it was your first son, dedicate him uh, to the Lord. And so there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him, and he had revealed to him that he would not 
eye until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day the spirit led him to the temple. Come on, get up. You got to go. Got to get to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms and praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your very soul. Simeon had the opportunity to meet the Messiah before he died. Wow, what an honor. There's a lesson there about obeying the Holy Spirit. He was prompted by the Holy Spirit. When we get that, that urge, when we get that push along, to, the Spirit is saying, do this, do this, that's right. do it. Never know the blessings that are coming. Luke, finally, Luke 2.36, Anna, a prophet, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was a daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple but stayed there day and night. Worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. This widow, a servant of the Lord, a prophet, was there at the temple and God rewarded her. Rewarded her sacrifice, rewarded her commitment, her devotion to the Lord. And she got a chance to meet the Messiah. So who was the supporting cast? Here we see there was an angel. You have Elizabeth, the Magi, the shepherd, Simeon, Anna. You know, it's, we remember the people that are there for us at our milestone moments of life. These milestone moments, whether they're good or bad, whether they're happy or sad, whether it's time of celebration or a time of grief, God sends different people at these milestone moments for different purposes. And there are friends in our lives, people in our lives today that maybe we look and we say, man, I never guessed that you'd be here at this time. But God has sent you. You know, if it weren't for Jesus, me and you would not be hanging out. But God has brought us together. You know, it's amazing what God does, you know, and, and, and different people play different roles in our lives. We get in trouble when we want everybody to meet every need we have. And we start comparing relationships. Well, this person, he's there for me all the time, but, but her, she, she, could, she, she's not, she wasn't there for me at this time. Or this person does this, but this person doesn't. And then it's like we, we get mad at the people that can't be everything. Nobody can be everything. People have different gifts, different 
different ways that God wants to use them to encourage us and us encourage them, right? Who come, people coming in and different, in and out of our lives at different seasons. God, thank you, God, for those, man, handful of friends that, family that are just close to us through our lifetime. That's a blessing if we have that. Check out this little video that I found on Instagram about the different types of friends that we should have. need five types of friends. Very first one is your covenant friend. This is the guy who is your ride or die, and they are always there for you. Your spiritual friend. This is the person that will pray for you. This is the person that you go for advice, spiritual advice when you're down. This one's really hard to come by. It's called a confidant. Who do you go to when you have life decisions? The one you can share wins with. Because sometimes we can't share wins because people are jealous. This person right here, your confidant, you come to him and say, hey, bro, check it out. Just made a million bucks. And they go, good for you, bro. Good for you. What's next? Next is your hospitable friend. This person cares for your well-being. This person right here is always like, hey, man, how are you doing? No, 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 no. I don't care about how you're doing at work. How's your heart? Do you have that friend? If you don't have that friend, you need to seek out that friend because that friend brings life. And then lastly, we all need a hitman. You know what a hitman friend does. <laughs> hey, bro, check it out. Some stuff went down. They don't ask questions. They go get a bat and they roll out. I need to ride Let's go. <laughs> Sometimes you can have a friend, and listen to me real quick. If you have a friend that's more than uh, two or three on this list is one person, bro, you need to go tell that person today that you thank them. Hey, we did a personal inventory today. Ryan was talking about the top five friends, and you're three of them. I just want to let you know I appreciate you in my life. Hey, if you don't have any of those friends, I'm going to challenge you to start putting capital into other people. You can't do life alone. You have to have people in your life. That's why in the Marine Corps, we have a fire team. It's four. We don't send one person. What was our theme for the year? Never alone. Never alone. And you know, what's interesting is we often think about what friends we have, but I want to ask another question. I want to ask you, what type of friend are you? What type of friend are you? Usually, the people that invest in others, usually, we, we, we reap what we sow. Yeah. Right? Um, who's at your table? That's one of the reasons why we're sitting at tables today. Every once in a while, we just like to sit at tables. So it's not just coming up here looking at the preacher, looking at the singers. No, you're looking at each other. You know, it's all about having circles of friends. Even in a church this size, it's about having circles of friends. But beyond this, who has a seat at your table? Who are the friends at your table of life? Right, this Christmas, man, if you could if you could have your pick of your friends at your table, you have eight chairs, who would that be? If if you were going to award ceremony and, and you and you got that dream, you're gonna get that that Oscar. And you got one table, you're gonna get that Grammy, and you get one table, who's being invited to that table? You know, the, the Jesus says that that. He's going to prepare a house for us. His father's house has, what, many rooms, right? Who, who do you want to be your roommate in heaven? Okay, who, who do you want to be next to? <laughs> to? God, if I could have my choice, could they be my neighbor? <laughs> who do you want that to be? As we go into the new year, maybe this is one of the things that we evaluate, that we evaluate our relationships, we actually get to choose who we invest in. 
You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be just because of proximity or because we've always done this. Or No, it's like, okay, who am I going to commit to? Who am I going to be friends with? Who's going to commit to me? And who, who, who are we going to invest in when it comes in 2024? And we believe in creating circles outside of our Sunday services. This is really an illustration of what should be happening outside of these four walls. And we do that by geographical mission groups. And so I want to ask you, what's your involvement with your mission group at this time, right? Um, our mission groups are all around the city, and we just try to foster these relationships outside of these four walls where you meet together, uh, you enjoy each other's company, you fellowship, but also uh, you're on the mission together, right? Uh, the goal is for everyone to enjoy the blessing of healthy one another relationships while doing life together on mission. So where are you? Are you, we are family. Are you there? Where you're committed to your mission group, you're committed and you're thriving. Maybe you're just married. Hey, you, you're attending now, you're growing, you are pouring in and being poured into. Or maybe we're just talking right now. Maybe you started visiting, you're watching, because you know how we do. I don't know if I could trust these people like that just yet. You want me to come to your house? I wonder what their house is going to be like. I don't know. Right? you just watching. You know how we do. Watching. Am I really going to be all in? Or are you home alone? Y'all love that movie, Home Alone. I think it was number one. Some of us are home alone, not ready to engage on that level. For whatever reason that may be. Or maybe you're just new to the game. Just started attending. Maybe it's your first time hearing about mission groups. That's okay. You just found out. You know, I'm, I'm new to this. I'm just, okay, I want to find out more. I want to hear from you. Where are we? Where are we? We can do better than that. 90, okay. YouTube, y'all, y'all voted? Y'all voted? I, I want to hear from YouTube as well. Okay. All right. All right. It's good to know. Good to know where we are. This is something we're going to be discussing as we go into 2024. All right. This may be one of your New Year's resolutions. Goals for 2024, maybe it's to take that next step in your mission group involvement, all right? Now, we remember the holidays can be a lonely time. We love to have fun, but for some of us, it's just a lonely time. Maybe it's grief. Maybe, maybe we, we, we lost some friends, right? Um, maybe, I don't know what it is, right? Uh, but let's do our best to love up on people. Let's not assume that people have friends. Let's not assume they have somewhere to go for Christmas. They have somebody to celebrate New Year's with. Be hospitable. Invite people into your home. Invite people to the events that we have as a church. Just show genuine concern for the people around us. Just to see how are they doing, right? You know, this is uh, kind of takes us back here to the birth of Jesus. Because for them, it, it wasn't who you'd expect, to be there for Mary and Joseph and Jesus. Usually it would be their immediate family and their extended family, and really they would raise this new baby as a village. Um, in Jewish tradition, the, the father of the groom would work with the groom to build a home, build a room on their property, so they would keep building out their home as their kids would get married. And, and they would have extended family living in the same quarters, and they would have a, a, a general 
area for everybody to come, like a, like a, like a bed and breakfast type of thing. But they would keep building on. All right? And so that's where when Jesus says, my father has in his house, there's many rooms. That's what he's talking about, that Jewish tradition where God is building rooms for what's going to be family members that are going to come in heaven to live together. But that's what should be happening for Mary and Joseph, and yet they don't have that. They're out on their own, and now this supporting cast really is the surprising. An angel from heaven, a much older cousin who was barren and, and, and is just having their, her child for the first time, her first child, three kings from a distant land regarded as Gentiles, unbelieving Gentiles, shepherds from a nearby who would be regarded as unclean Jews. A man moved by the Holy Spirit just to show up to the temple. A widow who was a prophet at the temple. Talk about this cast. Isn't what you'd expect. And sometimes family, who really becomes our family isn't who we'd expect. We have our physical family, but then God sends people in our lives that become really more than family, our spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ. And thank God for our family members who we are close to, right? You know, as we uh, take communion now, let's, let's thank God for, for baby Jesus as he was born into this world to become king and, and would give up his life for us. But also beyond that, let's think about uh, somebody we want to encourage, you know, random acts of kindness can go a long way. These three kings coming, that was a random act of kindness. Simeon blessed Jesus at the temple, a random act of kindness. Elizabeth hosting her teenage cousin, a, a, a random, who would have put those two together? A teenager and a senior citizen together having their first child, right, together. Who would have put random acts of kindness Pray about who God wants you to be a blessing for this week. Think about that name. What name pops up as you pray? Outside of this church. Maybe it's a coworker or a friend or a family member. Maybe it's a, a client, right? Uh, maybe it's a classmate. Just pray about who God wants you to encourage and how. How is that going to be? But this week, let's go out of our way to spread that Christmas love and cheer. And let people know, hey, Christians are going above and just giving gifts to each other and, and going shop. No, we really want to be like Christ and showing our love to the world, to the world around us, all right, to love up on people. Are you all up for the challenge? Church, are we up for the challenge? If every single one of us has did something nice for somebody else, you never know how God will bless them. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. We are not worthy of your love and your kindness. Really, you shower us with kindness. And really, blessings are random acts of kindness in our lives that come from you. Thank you, God. Thank you for Jesus as we take this bread that represents the body of Christ that was broken, this juice that represents the blood of Jesus that was poured out for the forgiveness of our sin. God, we thank you and we rejoice, God. God, but we just don't want to tell you thank you. We want to show our gratitude, Father. And so we ask that you... Put on our hearts the name of the person or people that you want us to bless this coming week as we get an early start on this Christmas holiday. We spread the love of Jesus to the people you've put in our lives. 
We love you. His name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. New sermons are uploaded each Monday morning. Simply search The Path Church Atlanta in iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting service. Additionally, we greatly appreciate your feedback on iTunes. If you would like to learn more about The Path, we encourage you to visit www.thepath.church. We hope to fellowship with you soon.